0: Well, greetings Gundamaniacs. Welcome to the Gundam Explained podcast. I bet it looks different to you. And yes, it looks different to us too. Um, yeah, This is great. Episode 65 of the podcast. I got Steven here. Steven, how you doing, man?
1: Doing well. How about yourself?
0: Pretty good. Normally, we have time to chat. But I guess in this case, we kind of like quickly just jumped in. So, Yeah, um, well, I'll you know, we're,
1: we're trying to uh, improve the quality of the show for you guys, right? So that's where... A lot of the, you know, the bells and whistles that, that you're pulling in are are coming into play, right?
0: Yeah. It's funny, uh, Selah's saying, oh, you're using the old music, I miss the other opening music. And I still have that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to switch that. But also, you guys can see, look at, the, look at the comments on screen. So, I'll be able to, like, really focus in. But, yeah, no, anyway, this yeah. is an attempt just to make the stream more... Straightforward for us, easier so we can just get to the content, not worry about technical difficulties. But you guys can say, Hey, we can't hear you, you're too low. I have the options here,
1: yeah. Um, and we still have technical difficulties. I mean, I've got two names, and you've only got one name, <laughs> that's, and that's
0: yeah. <laughs> actually you've got two names, Stephen S. Uh, but what if I put, um,
1: uh, let's see, Let me change it real quick, yeah. There we go, Zeta Stan. Perfect, that's yeah. very fitting.
0: Um, no, that's cool. Um, well, good to see everyone, Robert Westfall, of course. Uh, Dark Samurai Neo, good to see you, Goose, good to see you. Um, let's see, Zionic Shadow, Brian Zanicelli. Well, cool, yeah, let's uh get started. A couple interesting things. Um, uh, I mean, you know, there's always random Gundam topics to talk about, but while you know. Hatter and I don't necessarily want to like always be negative. There was an interesting article that I didn't even read. It was just the title that said old people don't like Gundam. So I thought <laughs> – I, mean, teenagers... I got so
1: mad at the headline that I didn't even bother <laughs> reading the article. I, I I went straight to YouTube and I made seven reaction videos about it <laughs> talking about how <laughs>
0: – Actually, you know what? Um, Sailor just gave me an idea. So watch your title here for a second. For those oh, that are the, uh... listening, <laughs> oh, this is even better. Look at your title. There you go. This <laughs> is very fitting. Now, um, well, cool. Yeah, let's um, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to. I just got back from a happy hour. I know it's Whiskey Wednesday. Um, work, my job had a happy hour, and um, I had an old fashioned. I don't really drink too often but and i wasn't going to but it was cool to see people from work i don't talk too often had a drink just got to chill telling people hey guys i gotta leave got a podcast to do <laughs> and you're like what is it and then it's like i show them gundam hey guys look gundam and no one knew what i was talking about no no one knew yep and someone's like, Japanese anime? <laughs> yeah.
1: Let me get this straight. You're a guy in your 30s, and you have a podcast about a Japanese cartoon from the 70s.
0: <laughs> that is right. I, I love that description. <laughs> no, it, it, it's pretty interesting. I um, I um, It was just kind of fun, because I was catching up with people I haven't talked to in a while and kind of showing them all that. And it really made me think of this topic we're going to get to in a second, where, yeah, that title was like, yeah, I think Teenagers... Uh, think Gundam is for old people, or like mecha anime in general. That's kind of a Japanese thing, but we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, uh, Hatter, did you get into anything Gundam related this week other than your awesome video last night that you guys got to go watch, where he the, he 3D printed custom pieces to the Zaku 2. So if you guys haven't been watching the series, go check it out on his channel.
1: Dude, thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's um, that's been the the. Project to du jour as it were. Um, and of course, you know, we've always got a new episode of um, G Witch every week, which is fun. Um, you know, arguing with people on Twitter about Gundam, that never gets old. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. No. Um in something that was interesting. Um, this is kind of Gundam like. It's a it's a Lego Wolverine mech.
1: So those are some serious claws. Yes. Uh, so, I assume look, that they're funny. not retractable <laughs> at that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny. You know, I saw these at, um, no, it was on Amazon It was $6 and I was like, Mecca, Lego Wolverine. Um, yeah. I just had to get it. And, um, you know, really the only other Gundam related stuff I've really been doing this week is just the videos, uh, that I put up. So actually let's look at that real quick. Um, all that work, all that work. See, we switched scenes, still got the stuff going on. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna grab this question real quick. Oh, wait,
1: hold on. <laughs> I, I was teasing you, saying, like, oh, oh my audio is not working. That's uh, <laughs> good.
0: You are good no, no, the I new
1: software it. is working out brilliantly. You don't have to worry about me being muted. <laughs>
0: no, that's hilarious. Oh, hey, good to see you, Ian. And look, I'm showing off to the you, idea buddy. that uh. Yeah, we can put the little uh, text in there. Let's yeah, see, Robert a, had a question. Really cool. I'm scared to read this. What would you think of hosting a, a gig of podcast with a new reviewer of
1: Gundam? Hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Get, get with me later with more details on that one. Hey, Gundam Wing, good to see you. Lucas Garrett, good to see you too. But, you know, just real quick, just uh, this past week was the episode two reaction for Witch Mercury, we won't talk about it too much. I don't want to kind of do like where we talk about it a whole, but maybe later we'll kind of talk about our. Um, yeah, I don't want it.
1: this to be the weekly G Witch podcast.
0: Yeah, that that could get old real quick. And then you know, speaking of G Witch, uh, the light novel audiobook, I read that. I remember <laughs> we were making a joke last time how I don't read books, and this is a light novel. It was it was so short that I've recorded myself.
1: Yeah, Gundam explained ASMR was how <laughs> Selah described it. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Um, yeah, you turned on your hat or voice, got real low on the microphone. No, and, no really, that Susan. inspired me. Yeah, your,
0: your some of your videos you have like that. I was like, oh, I got to make use of this good mic. But no, um, it was very interesting reading that because it almost sounds like Ariel could be sentient, but at the same time, that could just be the way that it's being written in, in order for the context of this narrative. But what do you think, Hatter?
1: I mean, I kind of got that impression from just the prologue was that there's almost a childlike innocence to the Ariel Gundam or in the prologue, it's the Lefrith, right? Mm-hmm. Where right. the reason that um, Soletta's mother can't interface with the Gundam is because she's an adult. And the Gundam itself is a child, and so it requires a child's mind in order to interact with it. That was my, my theory. Yeah, I I remember you bringing that up before. Yeah, I I think that that might be the direction that they go, and that's kind of cool if it is. If not, you know, at least it's some uh, artistic, some flavor to it. Obviously, we've had some um, mobile suits in the past that kind of have personalities, so to speak. Um, yep. you know, I think in Gundam wing, there's frequently conversations between like hero and the wing Gundam. He, he's constantly saying like, you know, wing, what do you want me to do? Kind of stuff. So, and I like that.
0: Like, you know, I've always, Oh, I say I always, but in the past couple of years, I've been into Gundam being a fan of filmmaking. If I was to make a movie of double 79, there would be some sort of Amaro RX 78 Eight Two bromancing going on but you but i w- i wouldn't want to make it like obvious it would be a question to the audience is the arc 72 sentient or is it just more of the way it's you know filmed to show that th- these characters are like the center
1: yeah it's like listening to one half of a phone conversation right like you don't know mm-hmm. whether there's someone on the other line you just know that the person's speaking yeah or like garfield without garfield <laughs> gundam oh, without yeah. gundam <laughs> It's, yeah it's just Amro talking to himself
0: oh and lucas is saying same with uh Mikazuki uh august and Barbados and um you know i haven't watched Ibo yet i just know that's an Ibo thing but yeah that's, okay
1: that's cool it, it, it it's kind of a trope i think for a lot of the Gundam main characters to kind of talk to their Gundams yeah. um which is you know, firm. I get it. I talk to my car sometimes. I'm like, please get home. I swear, I'll fill you up when we have money.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know, I talk to video games. I'm always cussing at them for some reason. But um, you know, ah, man, that gave me an idea, and then I just lost it. So then I'll continue talking. Um, but another video I had up was for that um, uh, high or yeah high grade Messer. So from Hathaway, because we don't have too many of these, I guess, Hathaway ones, but I was actually corrected. So, Zionic Friendrear in chat, good to see you, made an awesome comment on my um, uh, video about the Messer. Some more background information I thought was cool, so check that out. Um, you know, that was a cool kit, and I complained about the hands in here, and, and um, uh, Zionic Friendrear kind of explains it, because the hands on the Messer just look like a toy a giant doll toy hand. I don't know how to explain it. They really should have spent more time, but he was just talking about, you know, it's a bigger suit anyway. They're having to put more money into this anyway. So they do have to, you know, figure out where they're going to, you know, make concessions, I
1: guess. It's it's generally larger. And, um, I mean, yeah, I I loved your review of the Messer. The Messer is a fascinating suit. You know, it's kind of blend of Zeonic and Federation technologies. It's a very, um, it's a product of its time, I would say. Yeah. You know, in lore speaking.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's what I love. I love about that stuff. Um,
1: you know, Jedi
0: Sailor said, uh, a boy and his robot, and that reminded me of what I was going to talk about. I don't know if anyone's ever played the Titanfall. There's Titanfall 2 specifically. Because you get your mech in there, and you he talks to him. I think he's called like, maybe he's called like BD or something, or I know it's similar to a Star Wars character, right? There's BB-8, so I think this guy's name is BD,
1: and yeah. the guy
0: talks to, and I think BD talks back also. Did you ever play that? Okay, no, yeah.
1: I, I haven't played Titanfall or Titanfall Two, but I'm aware uh, of the memes, and I, I know of the, um, you know, okay, the, the, the tragic, yeah, um, you know, where where men cried, as it were.
0: Yeah, because it, it, I think Titanfall Two, it was interesting because like the Titanfall franchise, because it was like really making mechs like center focus in a video game and while the first one was fun i don't think it was that great but it was just good enough that since it was backed by ea enough people played it to where they made a sequel and the sequel was fantastic the sequel had the single player campaign and i loved there just needs to be more mech games and so i i want to take actually no i'm gonna wait i was gonna jump to that subject but no we'll do that in a second um, the next thing I want to speak on um, am I still sure yeah okay so I asked Um, did you all see episode 2 of Witch for Mercury what was the post credit scene about what other anime has post credit sequences so Jeff is, I think that the mobile suit they showed could be the one that Saleta has to go up against in her next duel and I, I think that's about accurate now yeah. I will say and I accidentally saw a spoiler through merchandise. So I don't know how much of a spoiler that's supposed to be, but they it did confirm who's actually in that suit. So I yeah. don't know if I should say it or not. Uh, you guys in the chat let me know. Oh, here we go. BD-1 was Cal's droid buddy in Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, so the the one from Titanfall had a similar name. I just forget what it was. Yeah. But I, I got so, There's I, always I, some
1: call sign, right? Like there's always some some unit number or Bt. Bt. I was so close. Like
0: so D and is the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um <laughs> all right. So is the rare the red machine um looks like a next generation jet turk prototype MS. So I guess it's the machine. That Ghoul will use for a rematch with Saleta. I doubt it incorporates any new tech data that Prospera have given Jaturik in exchange of their support. Yeah. Assuming the duel is means to take place right afterwards. Sorry. The only way to justify such thing would be with a time skip. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So when it comes to that Lady Prospera, I see people online saying that it's Celeta's mom, which... Kind of, on one hand, that would be like an obvious, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But at the it's same possible. time. It's probable, but. Where are people getting the idea? Is it because it's <laughs> an older lady that's from that corporation? And, you know, it's it almost like it makes sense, but I'd almost, it, it would almost be too obvious to where it wouldn't be as exciting unless they, like, make us hang on the edge of our seats the entire season until the end and then reveal. You know? well
1: and the the thing that you would be wondering is like well why would Soleta's mom you know come to back her up you know you would think that she would be you know way in Saleta's corner if if she suddenly showed up on the scene and was like hey my daughter's getting into all these duels at school um, which sounds kind of ridiculous like <laughs> my well, kids it's... getting in fights at school I'm gonna go and <laughs> talk to the principal um, but, uh, nope. but yeah, I mean, I think that, um, it, it's like I said, it's, it's a, it's a probable possible maybe, but maybe a little too obvious.
0: Yeah. And, and that's another thing too. Cause she goes to this, to the school to, or in front of Delling to say, you know, like it's not a Gundam and which is the first time I'm thinking now that's like the catchphrase when normally it
1: was, it, it is a Gundam or
0: it's a Gundam. You know, now it's like, <laughs> this is like, it's not a Gundam.
1: Um, <laughs> But that's exactly what a Gundam would say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, again, like I think they're going to do right with this anyway. So far, it's been fun to watch. So yeah, I'm not too worried. Um, let's see. Uh Okay, Brian's NHL is saying something interesting. He says, uh, "I think somewhere in the origins manga, Amuro heard a voice in the RX-78-2 Gundam." That's cool. I didn't know that. I'm gonna have to look into that. And that could be more of a, a. Like it's more of Amro's talking to himself or it's in his head. He's thinking, but I like that where it's like, what is it really? Um,
1: Yeah. I like when it's left ambiguous as opposed to kind of directly in your face. Like you would get with like a Gundam Sentinel, you know, Gundam Sentinel is, is very blatantly. The mobile suit has an AI in it. That's talking to the pilot.
0: (laughs) Oh, cool. I have not dived into that, but that's cool to know.
1: So it's it's fascinating story. It's another light novel. So if you want to uh, do another Gundam explained ASMR, uh, you know, Gundam Sentinels. You we'll do.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll have to do that. Um, Okay, so going back to some of these Daisuke Niwa, the red mobile suit at the end of the episode is called the Daryl, Bla- Bla- It's going to take a while. Bolt. I know because there is a model kit of it coming out in December 2022. Yeah, when I was on Hobby Link Japan, there's like a whole lineup of kits coming out in December.
1: Isn't that such a shame when the merchandise spoils the... <sighs> Yeah, not it, it, not it's only like, that—it's like releasing it, a Palpatine it, action figure. Oh yeah, <laughs> when you don't know <laughs> that uh, that Episode Nine has Palpatine in it.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, one of those things where like um, uh, it's like I want yeah, it's like you don't want to be spoiled, but I want the merchandise now. <laughs> it's like I wish there was a way to where that
1: what we wanted would be available. Yeah, just just give me the kit, but don't tell me anything about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's cool. I like that. Although it's like that a lot, I think for general Gumplet fans, right? They buy a kit, not really knowing the context. Um,
1: yeah,
0: we're just the types where we love the story. So, exactly. Um. Okay. Latin Double O had them to the point that you'd be missing context for the next episode. Yeah, that was interesting. There was some when I was watching Double O, which I still think is a fantastic Gundam show. Sometimes I would just be letting the credits run, and then there would be more story, and I was like, what? And then get to check it and then yeah, it, like he's saying sometimes you wouldn't have the context for the next episode so yeah and then yeah, Jimmy I mean, the GP oh what's up?
1: no, no I mean there there's there's definitely uh benefits to running a little bit of the the next episode to kind of tease what's happening yeah. but sometimes you know either it gives too much of the story away or you're kind of like, what? <laughs>
0: well that well, it's cool yeah, yeah, there is a little bit of that because it's interesting how mostly it would be like next time on Gundam and then it would be, you know, whatever happening. And I like it in double where It was just like another scene, like an end cr- post credits thing in a movie.
1: So, yeah. Well, and I loved in the, uh, the original series, how it would always end with the, like who will survive. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Which, I love
0: all those little sound effects.
1: Oh, it, it's so perfect because like, yeah, who is going to survive? You know, it's, it's it's like Game of Thrones. Every character's on the chopping block at some point. Oh,
0: that's true. That's a... I didn't really think of it in that way, how they're trying to make it seem very um, high stakes. Yeah. I didn't really think that. Um, so, Jimmy, the GBO2 is saying, next dual opponent machine is that one. So, that that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Excited for the next episode. In fact, even my wife has been watching it, too. Um. So, when I do my second viewing, it's with her and you know, it's it's just as enjoyable the second time around. Awesome. All right. Um, okay, Your next wife. up. Uh, and actually, let me go look at chat real quick because I love that I can click on people's uh, chat. Isn't that
1: so cool?
0: Uh, let's see. Lucas has something here. Because it's a mission of vengeance, Steven, it's not that she doesn't have faith in her daughter. It's about accomplishing the long term mission to avenge those killed uh, in the prologue. So that's a good point too. So it's more like even though she's, according to the novel, sent Ariel out and Saleta to do the thing, I guess she's intervening every once in a while to make sure it keeps pu- pushing forward.
1: But, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those, um, you know, it-, it reeks of, like, a Dr. Evil, you know. No, I'm just going to put them in an easily escapable situation and assume everything went to plan. What I don't... <laughs> Dude, I love Dr. Evil. <laughs> um...
0: And then uh Ian is saying, looks like Steven is going to have to fully 3D print a box and not include a name on it so that people can wonder <laughs> what its name is to avoid spoilers.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. no, I'm just gonna 3D print a block of resin that you carve into your own mobile suit, and that's that's the joy of it. It's like a pet nice. rock. It's like a pet gunpla. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um next time on Gundam Ball Z. <laughs> did, did Dragon Ball have its own sort of uh
1: Thing. oh yeah well and okay. you know i mean what would you show in the next episode because they're still just sitting there powering up ah!
0: <laughs> when i when i was in middle school and i remember when i was watching or high school i was watching the frieza saga i remember they were just standing there and like the camera was like panning as one was in front and you'd see the back of the other <laughs> but it's it's cool though i'm like starting to understand cool. the trope and like
1: it yeah yeah um it's, it's got the same campy feel to it as you know an old evil dead movie where you're like i i get it <laughs> it's oh. it's not supposed yeah. to be good it's supposed to be fun
0: it, yeah it's supposed to like dwell on a specific sort of um feeling like a cinematic yeah feeling and not yeah i like that stuff yeah um okay so here's some patreon questions from the podcast um goose adam and steven You two always talk highly about Gundam and Gumpla, but today I want you to tell us an issue you have in one of your favorite series or movie, and tell us how you would fix the issue. For example, I would pick G Gundam. My issue is that the other members of the Shuffle Alliance do not get an upgrade for their suits in the show like Domon does. Or Domon, I've heard it pronounced both ways in the show. The way to fix that is when they are under the Dark Gundam's control, their suits are upgraded just like... Uh Master Asia it was. And you know, recently, you know, for those that are supporters, you have access to our new podcast, G Watch. We're actually going through G Gundam. So I've been watching, it. it's actually enjoyable. Yeah, the Shuffle Army was or the Shuffle Army, is that was Shuffle, shuffle Lines? Shuffle lines. Here you go. Um, but it was a neat point Goose brought up, and I want to say he brought it up in that G Watch podcast, if I remember correctly. That yeah, that it's like usually a at a certain point, a mobile suit will then transform or they will get new ones. And that was something that didn't happen um, at that point in G-Fighter. seemed like it would be a good uh, way to introduce new suits, but that show already has so many. I know.
1: It's, it's loaded.
0: Does anyone know if there's actually a Gunpla for each suit? There's not. Okay. I mean,
1: there's... I want to say, and I mean, Goose will probably confirm this in the chat... Is that there was one of the like mobile suits in action action figure for every one of the suits from G Gundam. So oh. it's like they had the action figures, but not the kits.
0: Very interesting. Because really, even though for me there's a Venn diagram of Gumpla and action figures, I think for the general market that they market to, sometimes people either just buy action figures or just buy Gumpla. Like, um, I noticed that a lot doing this channel. Um, yeah. Yeah. so, okay, if so, a series that I like and I want to change something, so uh, there's one thing I've thought about, but I've always never let it bother me, and that is just from the original Gundam, even in Char's Counterattack, whenever they are showing off the psycho wave thing when something occurs... Sometimes I feel like it's almost too on-the-nose fantastical, where I think they could have got away with just kind of bringing it in a little bit, but at the same time, time period, 79. Also, cartoon. So, do you have thoughts on that, you know, when it comes to the Psychowave wave.
1: Stuff. yeah i mean there are definitely some moments where you know especially when you get into later season where you know you've got char and Amro and lala and you've got the ocean crashing and these types of um visual metaphors i guess yeah is a way of uh a way of expressing what you're seeing um it feels a little bit like an acid trip which yeah. i think you know in that period of history makes a lot of sense yeah um, but you know y- you're not quite tuned into what's going on as well as you could be. Um Yeah, so you yeah, know what? that's a
0: good point with the psychedelic nature of it because I wonder if the culture maybe in Japan at that time, maybe as a whole had a better understanding of, react, you know, of that. So with being portrayed that way, whereas I know you know growing up in the United States, I had no idea what psychedelics did. Really, it was just a joke on a movie, but. It was drugs were so bad, and you would go to prison and die if you did drugs. That there was no way, like I even bothered. That's at still attention.
1: true. <laughs> it's still true. Um, Don't uh, listen to Dark Side of the Moon, kids. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Well, and then other than that, um, the only other thing I would say is if they kept the original Zeta ending in the trilogy, I would have preferred that. There you go. Uh, yeah. Just because it, it's still, it would still validate double Zeta and Camille and Fa on the beach at the end of double Zeta, such a great moment. Yeah. Selah and Judah's moment. sister, you know, it's like, you're seeing everyone happy. A lot of people always complain about when, you know, it, it can get dark and people can die, but there's a lot of happy moments in double Zeta.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Double Zeta is a very underrated series. I think that, um, and for a lot of reasons, you know, like you said, there's, um, there's some genuine moments I think in double Zeta and for its time, it was, if you go back and watch it, some of the animation is some of the most complex and, um, detailed technical animation that you've ever seen, you know, compared to some of the other Gundam series, even the ones that came after it, the, the background design and like just a lot of the, you know, th- there's just a lot of rendering work done in, in the illustrations, which I really appreciate.
0: Yeah. And a lot of that stuff carries over, mm-hmm. you know, uh, showing just how well influential. I don't know the wording is, but yeah. It's, um, so Ian is saying there was not an MSI AA for each one. Dang. So what you got to do, Stephen, is find out which ones didn't and then print them. Okay.
1: Calipers ready. (laughs) (laughs) Like right there. (laughs) They're right there. um, Yeah. I I think that, you know, one of the, one of the biggest changes is that we don't have a two scale devil Gundam, right? Like a dark Gundam. That is the size of a planet.
0: You know what? That's pretty cool because I didn't know that much about how crazy mobile suits can get until not only watching G Gundam, but then like playing SD Gundam battle operation. No, I'm SD Gundam Battle Alliance. Battle Alliance, oh my god! <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, it, that dark Gundam is sick. Like, oh, it's awesome.
1: I love it, and I, I, have I at, like, at, yeah, it's coming first, out all over the place. It's
0: <laughs> and at first view, it's like it's almost like at first view, like it's like is that silly? And then immediately it is scary, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's
1: yeah. good. Let's see it.
0: Um, let's see. <clears throat> okay, so. You know, I forgot. Did I? Did we get to yours?
1: No. Well, I mean, obviously, mine is that Zeta Gundam was too short. No, oh. I, I'm kidding. Now, Um, honestly, if I were to um criticize a Gundam series that I enjoyed, um, because mm-hmm. you know I could bash Gundam series that I don't like, but um, <laughs> I would turn to Char's Counterattack. The movie is like as much as I really enjoyed Char's Counterattack, I think that um the story beats kind of give you whiplash a little bit. Yeah. I think that I as a standalone film, you don't get enough of the backstory. They do a little bit. You know, they try to kind of show you, hey, here's the history between Shar and Amaro. Here's why they have beef. But then, you know, they kind of skip around with a lot of things. You know, there's that scene where Quest and her hippie buddies are running around on Earth. And then they, you know, the cops oh, yeah. show up and beat them up for no reason. And you're kind of like, well, well. Why was she hanging out with these hippies? You know, you're kind of left to fill in a lot of blanks on your own, which, you know, it's not terrible, but, um, you know,
0: no, I think you're right on. I think that's something that I don't really bring up a lot because for some reason I don't mind it too much, but I think charge counterattack isn't as good as it could have been. It's just that, no, it's just that it is
1: awesome though. (laughs) Because of the mobile suits, the takes because have gotten Bomber so hot. There. I'm like, I gotta crank the AC in here. <laughs> no, <I'm> just...
0: <laughs> no, but I and I really think some of the points you brought up are, are really valid. Like, even yes, with Quest, when we first meet her, I remember that was kind of confusing for a while. Like, who is yeah. this? Why is she important? And then you got this, guy, and then you know, it adds up after a while. They're like, okay, that's an interesting story, but yeah, it's like almost if that was like a limited series, what or, or you know, like, um, they call those and OVAs, I think right? a
1: grand total of what five mobile suits in the entire movie, like you know you go from having these you know dozens of mobile suits in zeta gundam and double zeta gundam and then you've got what the new gundam the Rigazee, the gira doga the jagan the zazabi uh
0: psycho doga doga oh yeah and then the doga, alpha zero right. yeah
1: it's like you got six mobile suits and and, uh, and a mobile armor and that's it like
0: <laughs> yeah you know that is that is very interesting um yeah, and you know, want, th- that's the thing. It reminds me of F ninety one, where it, I got, and that's why I appreciate this in way because it's just fast paced. It's like you can sit down yeah. and watch it and enjoy yourself, but you can still be like, ah, it's missing this, it's missing that. Now, I'm afraid to, but let's look at chat. <laughs> Did anyone be like, what?
1: What? You're out of your mind. No, we were okay, we were so- cooking ramen. <laughs>
0: Um, uh, Luke Iskared, I would have sidelined Quest and Hathaway and show how Shar survived the end of Zeta as part of the flashbacks. Yeah,
1: exactly right.
0: I think that is super important. Even though I understand what they were setting up with Quest and Hathaway, I just don't think that's as important as if they were to really, really allow the the audience to understand Shar to the point where they might even sympathize with him. If you think about him coming from Zeta to Shar's counterattack.
1: Well, no. you know, the root of the word sympathize is simp. Um, <laughs>
0: okay, there you go. No, yep, um, there you. I,
1: I, I think you're right. I mean, I think, well, it, here, I'm going to ask you a pretty hot question because I think okay. I was thinking about this the other day. Do you think that perhaps Shar's counterattack is the first time we see, in the case of Yoshiyuki Tomino, um, you know, where a director probably gets a little too much credit for the creation that they've put out there. And, um, I would never make this comparison in any other circumstance. So please save the hate. But like, for instance, you know, you look at a a director like Hideo Kojima who has the entire metal gear franchise attributed to his genius. Right. But ultimately what made metal gear successful was not necessarily the convoluted storylines that, Hideo Kojima was forcing down your throat it was the gameplay it was you know the graphics there was a lot of other stuff going on that he had nothing to do with and so I wonder sometimes if as Gundam fans we put a little too much on Tomino's shoulders and say you know oh well you know he's obviously the, the 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 buttered toast of Mecha right like he he did all of it and it's like well you know Yasuhiko Yoshikazu did the the excellent character design and Kunihiro Guara yeah. is the one that designed the Mecha. So, yeah. how much are we attributing to tamino when you know you look at those guys didn't really have any influence on Char's Counterattack, right? So, they didn't have any influence on Char's Counterattack, not to my knowledge. So, In by I- that
0: time, they had someone else
1: do the design work. I, I want to say that um and you know what I I let's I'm going to fact check myself live because I don't want to I don't want to speak falsehoods uh, but I
0: was do, I was going to do that too cuz I'm I'm actually curious um cuz yeah they'll say mecha designer or whatever um... right
1: character design was not um Yoshikazu Yasuhiko it was uh Hiroyuki Kitazume
0: Okay, and the mobile suit designer was Yutaka Izubuchi.
1: So, I mean, hmm. look, I'm I'm just asking questions. Is Tomino maybe overrated as a director because of the talent that he had around him for 0079 for Zeta Gundam?
0: That's a good point, because I think in the same vein as George Lucas, I don't think that he's overrated. I think any great... Art of display of storytelling, a lot of times it's a collaboration, even if there's one main direction. But you always yeah. need someone there to be like, Hey, don't go that far, or, eh,
1: right? Don't. To just reel to it that. in.
0: Like, I don't know if you heard, like Guillermo del Toro Blade 2, you know, it's already crazy that those vampires' mouths, like their faces open. <laughs> Originally, right. it was going to open and a little one was going to come out and run up to someone. And then someone was like, Yeah, Toro, nah, nah, it's just
1: nah. pump the, the brakes, so- kid.
0: Yeah, and and it's like it was, and that's what's funny about like the prequels, where George Lucas was like, uh, "Someone direct this for me," and no one wanted to direct it. So he's like, "Okay," and then he's like, "I want to do this," and then everyone's like, "Oh yeah, great, George, great." Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. don't don't yet yeah, don't let the yes men in. That's the
0: well. It's funny because it's like he should have heard like after everyone complains about episode one, he's like, "Guys, why didn't anyone tell me?" <laughs> <laughs> you guys said yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I bet it's like that with Tomino at some point. Maybe like when Zeta came about, he was able to be like, okay, we're doing – So think about that. He did 0079. It was so successful. Like, okay, Zeta, do whatever. And Zeta is like sick. You know?
1: Yep. So – But he still I... had the same team with him.
0: Yeah. So I I agree. It's like he, if he has the right people around – if any creator has – or genius has the right people around him, that helps, I think, really shape the final product. Yeah. Oh um uh okay what was I looking at uh oh yeah Zionic Shadow is also saying I I was tired of quests to the foot of my mobile wait I would have tied quests to the foot of my mobile suit and use her as a bumper probably the the best I mean she she started destroying those uh Federation um was it a Solomus class cruiser that her dad was on and all that stuff so
1: oh yeah and and I think you know, correct me if I'm wrong. There's a lot of parent, uh, what, what, what do you call parental side? Patricide and matricide. There's oh, a lot yeah. of um, parent killing going on in Gundam. Yeah. But I want to say Quest is the first one to kill their own parent when she kills her father.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because Camille it was just other people. Yeah. And then, do we ever see Amaro's mom die? I guess he just leaves her, like, when he leaves where she was at in that facility helping people. And we don't see her
1: again, do we? No, no, he just kind of leaves her on earth because she begs yeah. him to stop. And same yeah. with his father. Is like the father right to the, the but, I
0: think with his father, he was just so preoccupied with the Gundam. It's almost like he didn't care about Amuro and he was yeah, just like, "Let me know crazy. how it's Yeah. So, um and then Double Zeta, which is interesting, is judo's parents were having to go to another colony to make enough money to pay the bills. So they were left alone. So yeah, to to your point, there's a lot of things that have to do with you know the parents and that. Yeah. Um so, but you know what else? Um, Zeta did the same thing with Cox and, and Sarah. Like yeah. there's always that little thing that uh, you know, but you know what? That does work better for a series than a movie. You know you what don't. I mean? Because it's annoying, but it's not taking up your screen time.
1: <laughs> um,
0: and, and it's it's character development that you don't care for, but not taking up screen time. Yeah. Um, let's see what else is in here. Um, Zionic Frenwer, not a fan of the meteoric rise of Amaro and MSG. So I did hope he would get a taste of his own medicine in the form of a rookie new type quest and the alpha zero kicking his ass. But that didn't happen. You know what? Zionic Frenwer, you do have a lot of good comments. That one, sir, is not. <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. I, I, I love Amaro. I love his whole story. But yeah, he is kind of like a, uh, a super hero you know what i mean like
1: his only his only downside
0: was when he didn't want to fight yeah you know what i mean and
1: and and that's kind of um you know one of the uh, i i keep um pushing this this youtube documentary um on nhk that was uh i want to say it was nhk that you know the 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 men who created gundam and and um you know they talk about freedom and duty were the core themes of 0079 and I really hone in on that word, duty, because I hear it every time Bright slaps Amaro and says, get in the Gundam.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, the duty thing is, a, is kind of, it's like that responsibility thing yeah. where sometimes he's like you don't want to. There's like this responsibility that you might have to be responsible for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so moving on real quick. By the way, thanks, everyone, in the chat. The, the comments are off. Awesome. But Mike... 25405 says, what is your take on the UC 100 of Beyond Project? Do you think any of the shows should be retconned or adapted in some way other than Crossbone? So I didn't have too much information on that, but I remember hearing about it. So I looked up something on this and, or did I close it? I might've closed it. Anyway, they were saying something about, um, so from Shars counterattack, right? Double 93 for the next 100 years, they're going to start storytelling. And I guess I didn't pick up on that, or that was earlier when I was in Gundam. So if you think about that, that goes pretty far into the future, 193. So we're getting into um, uh, like Crossbone, like you brought up, territory. Yep. Even more like victory, era-related stuff. So I guess it could be more than I didn't even realize that they're going to jump into. I guess it's starting with Hathaway, because they're going through the Hathaway storylines. Crossbone's got to be next. Um, yep. All right. Um, Yeah, so thanks, guys. Thanks for that. Um, And I just kind of like that they uh, announced things like that because it keeps telling me that I'm still going to have content that I can make
1: videos. (laughs) Right. Well, and, you know, it's interesting because that is a route that we didn't, we haven't seen, we've seen a little bit from in Gundam, right? Like um, you do. I I think to uh, Knights of the Old Republic for Star Wars, right? Kind of took us back. 400 years prior to the events of the original trilogy. And so then, you know, w- it would be nice to see some of that kind of development going on in Gundam. And you really can't go much further back because, you know, yeah. UC starts 79 years back. So jump forward, and You know, could be cool is
0: because from what I understand, you know, it's double 79 is, isn't it where that's like, um, wasn't it nineteen ninety nine? It then it goes to Universal Century one after nineteen ninety nine? Or am I making that up? I want to say I read that somewhere.
1: That's interesting. I hadn't heard that. Okay. I, they they don't say anything, I think, um yeah, it wasn't in the, in Unicorn. Yeah, it wasn't in a show. Where it's just I, like we're leaving behind Anno Domini, which yeah. is interesting because Anno Domini is also C or, o-
0: um <laughs> what would you double O?
1: Right, yeah, double O is set in AD, right? So,
0: yeah, interesting. Um, but I might need to get confirmation on that. I could just be talking out of my butt with that. Um,
1: okay, (laughs) that's all we do here.
0: Oh wait, Brian Zanichelli, I think in Super Robot Wars, Amuro pretty much acted like a father to Quest. I think that was probably the intention, and then she got jealous. Yeah, but um okay so next up yeah this whole thing about the witch for mercury producer uh modern teens think gundam is for old people and so really i didn't read this but i just thought no, because i think that's an interesting thing to talk about because uh, you know being someone born in america raised in america living in america you know mecca anime is not a big deal like but i can understand something like 0079 1979, people growing up with that, and then it's for kids. It's just what, or not that it's for kids, what I'm trying to say, it's for adults. And that's almost like what happened with Star Wars because you think of how when people go online and talk toxic about Star Wars, usually older people that are like so invested because they've loved it. And people hate the sequels, but they love the OT. And then (laughs) those collector, collector items are expensive. So it's like, I think it's the same thing. The only difference is, Actually, there's no difference. I was about to say, <clears throat> does Gundam target kids? Yeah, they have SD. Yeah. So, I think this is probably just a hot take.
1: Yeah, I think that this was definitely a clickbaity title for sure. Yeah. Um, and it, I think that there's there's value in stirring controversy around um, you know a new series or a new uh, property just you know to draw in new viewers, if only for the the hate watchers and and the hate bait YouTubers. But, um, yeah, I I don't know anybody personally that, um, you know, that would suggest that Gundam is like an old people's. Thing. It's like, I, I can't you know, imagine I someone telling me that Gigantor is only for old people.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? this This is a good point because, like, let's say you wanted to show someone a recent movie in UC. You can go Hathaway or Cuckoo's Dolan's Island, and th- those are completely different, which yeah. is very fascinating. Because really, Hathaway is an adult-oriented like spy thriller almost, and Cuckoo's Dolan's Island is almost like a Disney-themed like adventure story with kids. And <clears throat> you know, I've read mean some here. They they said they hope that the teen audience would be able to identify with characters don't personally feel impacted by large-scale political events at first. You know, that could be a, a Japan thing. Actually, that could be a general audience thing. I don't know in the West or whatever how much people care about, like, the background, political landscape in, in stories. And I I tend to for some reason. I don't know why. It's like, I feel like if I'm going to be presented a story, I want to know the background to really make, to have, I guess, invested interest in it. I guess I'm trying to say. And yeah. um, so it's interesting because if you realize, if you think about it, the, the first episode of Witch for Mercury was like a. Uh, uh, cool, like going to the school and then a duel happens. But the prologue was so po- politics heavy and it dark. Was. So it's almost like they were purposely saying, okay, the prologue is for the, the old people. Episode one is for everyone else, you
1: know? So, well, that's- and I don't, I, I think it's, it's easier than it has ever been to make a show that is both for kids and adults because i mean hey i'm a new dad here i watch a lot of bluey with my daughter (laughs) and um you know that's one of those shows where it's like there's something for the kids and then there's something for the adults and you you know sometimes you have to dig a little bit to, to find it but you know there's the episode where bluey walks for the first time and it's like you know, that 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 episode resonates with my wife so much because she's like, oh man, that's like when, you know, someday our daughter's gonna walk to me in the kitchen. It's gonna be amazing. And like I tear up watching it. There's yeah. a way to do that. And the stigma about adults watching cartoons is not nearly as as high as it was, you yeah. know, 20, 30 years ago. So, like, the idea of sitting down with your kids and watching a Gundam series in the 80s versus sitting down with your kids and watching a Gundam series in 2020, totally different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? It it reminds me, too, of when I was a kid. And, again, this could be cultural differences between the West and in Japan. But, like, you know, there was – as a kid, I was watching mature shows, and it was impactful sometimes. There'd be things that were very interesting, like, to consider – you Know, like, there's some uh, what was it? We're watching something yesterday. There's a show called 911 on ABC. Have you heard of it? It's actually, I've, heard really of it. I've never watched it. Them. Yeah, I tend not to watch too many TV shows if they don't have robots or they're not <laughs> illustrated, but no. Um, <laughs> w- what was interesting about it is it had mature themes but done in a way that's almost like a knowledge transfer to the viewer of like, it's here like is reality, yeah. And and I would for my son to see that, I was like, you know, that's there's dark stuff in it, serious stuff, but it's like it's more of the serious, realistic kind of um, lesson. And, and it reminds me, as a kid, the stuff I was watching was badass stuff. It was – or that I loved. It wasn't like the cutesy things. Even though I liked it, I was still more gravitated toward the uh, action. So I, I think they don't know. I think <laughs> a lot of what – they're not – I I think at any couple months – everyone's habits change now that on social media, any new thing can pop sure. up and change everyone's habits for the next few months. How people watch things where they watch them. So yeah, we'll see. I think Gundam will always be here though.
1: Yeah. It's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. All right. So, so Hey, here's something that's pretty cool. I love the robot spirits. Apparently this was announced already and I, I missed it, but there's going to be a robot spirits of, Garma's custom Zaku 2 which that's awesome and then Yeah. So uh yeah the is it Magella or Magella?
1: I've always said that, Magella but you know okay. I also say Gif so that's <laughs> that's
0: right. That's right but you know it is Gif. Um or is it Gif? Now I don't know anymore. <laughs> I think I've gone to the other side. No but um and then it comes with that uh dop right the yeah. their aircraft Old dop and fighter it's, and it's a Garma version which is cool because i have from the 08 MS team the green one so to me this is like exactly something i would get that's robots oh because yeah. it has like the well what did you call it in your um the, the gundam 5e character sheet you know the naming for the land and oh combat crafts Combat craft yeah, yeah. i love combat craft i like that term that's a good
1: one Thank you. That, was, that was years of uh, R&D. We had some focus groups that we called in to talk about it.
0: <laughs> the seven-year-olds hated it. No, I don't
1: know. <laughs> they said, um, why are you old guys playing with mecha toys? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, I was like, well, then... Um, so he had a Zaku 2. Let's look at this. So this is one of many variants that the Zaku has. Obviously, Zaku 2 is like one of the favorites. Of people you know it's like the rx 78 2 you won't now, say it's true,
1: w- was the but, first appearance of this in the Xeonic front video game let's because see. i could swear that that was the first time i ever saw it because it's obviously um, not in the series right Garma never uses a mobile suit in the series
0: so it looks like there's some manga
1: gives greed
0: and then what were you saying
1: uh Zionic Front on the PS2. Um Zionic. One of the uh, Was that uh, in that? Yeah, one of the the unlockable characters is Garma in his Zaku 2, which
0: What was it in Gun to Battle Operation 2 also?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's one of the easier suits to get, I want to say. I, I didn't know. You got the oversized heat know. hawk and all that good stuff.
0: Oh, here's that Shin Matsunaga custom?
1: Yeah, not that sure how that weird. made it onto the page.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, so let's look at a Vulcan gun on its head. What, oh, wow. So at the top here, so two on each side of the commander antenna. That's that's interesting. Let's um, a Vulcan gun, shoulder shield, machine gun. Okay, a couple different machine guns, bazooka, heat hawk.
1: Yeah, standard Zachary. Rifle there.
0: Oh, it's so. He also carries the main gun of that Magella tank.
1: Which so I think it's, it's like so as cool. if they just like take the Magella top cannon and.
0: That's something I did not know about. Is that like a thing in in Gundam War where they take the? Maybe that might be it. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it kind of looks. Like um. Them.
0: Let's see. What else? Um, Man, it's just got everything. It's got every weapon <laughs> that Zeon would have in the One Year War. Um, special equipment. Rocket booster. So rocket booster for auxiliary propulsion attached to each side of the backpack and is used for high altitude jumps under gravity. This is the same equipment as used by the uh, MS-06 F2 Zaku 2 F2 type, which, um, let's see. The F2 type. Oh, that's what we see in, yes, Star Memory War. Yeah, interesting. So, we are already seeing those advancements obviously on a top, um, uh, ranking, yeah, a member, a family
1: member. obviously, obviously I've got to get the best, yeah. Okay, I'm so that's actually why his, his uh, designated color is like poo brown, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, that 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 was weird that the color, yeah, have his suit. It's, it's like I don't, I guess they didn't want to do pink or like red comet look but still um i like the vulcans though on the head that's actually
1: yeah that's pretty slick
0: um okay did i read everything that yeah so oh here we go when garma was assigned to earth he brought his customized akutu fs type with him however he rarely sorted with after being assigned to a leadership role ace pilots gabby hazard eric manfield and shin matsunaga also piloted these machines Garmin's unit was initially piloted by Zeon's agent Terra One or Terra I. Never heard of that. Hmm. Oh, Terra I Cicero during the events in Mobile Suit Gundam. We're Federation hooligans. It was last seen being exhibited in New York for the 10th anniversary of liberation in UC 90. Man, a lot of lore here that I
1: yeah. didn't know too that much That does ago. sound like something the zombies would do is like have garma have a designated zaku and then have like an ace pilot pilot like exactly. ghost piloting for him <laughs> yeah uh,
0: yeah that, that actually is a neat little thing um huh some more you know what i'm gonna go drag this link into my research folder for later okay yep <laughs> um all right so yeah we're getting near the end was there something i was gonna look at oh yeah there's an update on SD gun and battle lines, which I need to keep playing more of. I, I think I played it so much that I got sick of it and stopped <laughs> playing, and, but actually went back into it, uh, the patch with the latest DLC. So up to now 10 extra missions they've added. Um, awesome. which I don't think is DLC. I think the EX missions are just extra. Yeah. And then they've they're So they're adding new, like, um, uh, I'm saying perks, but I know they have a different name in this game. Uh, but they have something for extended magazine, which is cool. Because I like the option of of being able to make a sharpshooter where you can extend uh, shooting a lot. Because there's it's really cool. I love the strategy in the game, especially if you're using a sharpshooter and you want to reload real quick. And then have extra buffs on your shooting or ranged attacks.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I play a sharpshooter, and then I have a bunch of in-fighters as my my squad and have them draw fire while I hide in the corner. (laughs) Dude,
0: that's a good idea for those harder um, mobile armors that are, like, insane. You, like, have to strategize that way. Yeah, yeah, I'll normally do a sharpshooter, and, yeah, have mm in-fighters, all-rounders. Okay, um... Oh, Ian Hansen saying the mods of GE should name uh, ourselves the Fetty Hooligans. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Remind me to, to do something about that if I haven't.
1: Xeonic Shadow um, and I have uh, have some words about that. <laughs> <You can't, laughs> well, can't yeah, be the Fetty you need <laughs> No, it, it would actually be fitting because, of course, like over on, on my server, the mod squad is all, um, you know, Castilia's rear guard, and uh, Garma's cool. attack force, Giren's guard, that kind of stuff. So, you know, we're we're the Xeon side. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we, we should play so gonna... into that
0: more. I, I, I know we've <laughs> talked about that before, but I, w- I do want to play into that more. I even think Ian might, or Goose might have said something like that too. Um, oh, yeah. Xeonic Rear. I think the MS-07W was meant for Garma, but he died before the machine itself was finished. So,
1: let me... Look. That is the... Uh, dot the the goof combined test type right that has a dot that docks with it that's
0: sick that's exactly right and it looks fantastic
1: it has that double still you can see like a dop in its chest (laughs) let me
0: move that over and share it just real quick because oh my god so many windows open what am i doing um no because that looks sick yeah i've looked at this before because the the link was purple um but, yeah, I love it. It reminds me of how you're doing that custom where you're having the spikes. You know, you could, if you wanted to, like, like this. Hey, that there's number two. Number two. <laughs> well, that might be a lot of work, but I think that would be a great, especially once you get it down, because look at, like, all the little, like, things you would have to paint. <laughs> yeah. That would be a cool
1: one. Yeah, that would okay, be a Okay, you were saying fun. something
0: about it docking? Oh.
1: Yeah, I so love it's that. like the dop kind of like folds in half and then docks into the back of the goof, which is. (laughs) I love that. That is, Yeah. The most, uh, Megazord thing. (laughs) And and you know what I've learned too?
0: We were talking about the artist at the beginning, like Kunio Okiawa. was Is that right? Um, and like, I think he has a way where if you look at a, an illustration, you can tell it's him, right? Oh yeah. Like this, for instance, or did, or did some other staff members just take this kind of structure and then start making more variations like that? I don't know if all these are just him, or they just started using that standard It's for definitely design.
1: interesting seeing the the kind of different interpretations, right? Like, And, yeah. and you're starting to see that more with the origin mangas, um, seeing Yasuhiko's oh, yeah. interpretation of what these mobile suits look like, which you know they kind of have some deformed proportions and things like that um but it's very cool
0: yeah um yeah it's good stuff um well cool yeah we're at the end of it let's see if there's any more chats before we break off here um um a goof with a doc for the dot fighter uh give me dats yeah i like that give me dats sounds like something Mara would say yeah um Let's see. Brian's Gunner Gunbreaker Mobile. I collected the parts of the Rigiz Custom in the game. Yeah, I heard they just announced or they just released the Rigazy Custom in Gun Gunbreaker Mobile, even though I'm not playing it, but that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jenna I say this thing, it's kind of like how the crossbone Gundam score fighter docks into the back and becomes the rear thrusters, and that's mm-hmm. my favorite like docking thing. Um, oh yeah,
1: It's just like X wings out, <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, and the ship design is pretty cool. Um, and then Xeonic Friend, have you ever seen the MSO7B goof that uh Mukuve? Oh, his custom puts the zombies' machines to sh- shame. I, I can't,
1: like, I mean, it's very Mukuve,
0: <laughs> is it? Okay, so oh, yeah, that should be here. Yep, Mukuve custom, haha, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I bet there's some awesome custom gumpla out there. I mean, I love it. You know what? This is pretty cool. Cause when we saw what they had, um, what's his name? Uh, Dozel Zabi Zaku 2 look like, you know, it's all fancy. Now is yeah. that recently or was that done back in the eighties?
1: I want to say that that, that design is old, but. Oh yeah. Cause that's very cool.
0: Like, I mean, like a modernized, like detail to add, because I look at this and I'm like, well, this looks like a long too, so. <laughs> but yeah, it's good, cool detail. So anyway, um, I guess that's it. That was a good show. Good hour of good Gundam talking. Did, uh, did I miss anything?
1: No, no, I think we did. Uh, we did pretty good and we made it through it without like what, you know, maybe five minutes of G-Witch talk.
0: i know i know and limiting the video game talk too well yeah guys you know thanks for um joining you know this is always a lot of fun i love this new way where i can see the. that's easier and there's less technical difficulties if anyone has any other comments or suggestions let me know um also and i didn't put the link in the description because i have to do it differently. check out steven's stuff i mean if if it's not on this video any video is going to have his links to his stuff because like, even though we're both Gundam, his stuff is way more different. It's more about the Gunpla, more about the customizing. Even his Patreon has more, I think, physical value, uh, especially if you're a, a hobbyist and stuff. So you should check that stuff out. Um, yeah, I think we're yeah, good. someone's
1: got to represent the Gunpla side, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, I feel like I still have so much more I need to learn. I tell you, like, when I do a review of a Gunpla, sometimes I'm like, in my head, like, <laughs> but I always think it's the enjoyment of the Gundam or the Gunpla that I like. Not that I'm a master builder. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, it, and and the build is is part of the enjoyment of it. It's not, you know. Oh, um, yeah.
0: you know what? I'm sorry. Go have Xionic Shadow. Just remind me because on your stream next week, Saint Kingdom, yeah. So that's gonna Saint be
1: Kingdom. Fun.
0: That's gonna be fun.
1: I'm so very if, excited for that one. That's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: Best reason if you guys haven't followed uh, Stephen's channel yet. So anyway, that is it. So thanks all. Um, Yeah, talk later.